Okay, here we go. Levels, levels. Levels, levels. Hey, uh, how's your bracket doing? I don't want to talk about it. How's your bracket doing? Nah, I don't want to talk about it. Hey, how's Amy's bracket doing? Oh, Amy is more than willing to talk and talk about her bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Amy did well this year. Yeah, (laughs) Amy did well this year. Though she didn't win the Bragging Rights family, the, the McFamily tournament. So, but she's better than all of us. (laughs) <laughs> admittedly low bar toddlers Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prince, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, listen, uh, we got some we got some controversial topics this this week, and the one th- look, I don't want any static from you this week. <laughs> oh, you got a ton of static from me last week, and editing took quite a while because I edited out like three quarters of it and you still got what you got. <laughs> As I was listening to that, I, I was even at times hearing you like turn it down. And I'm thinking the correct audio term, if you were trying to take a, take a level and like bury it below another one. So it can't be heard. That is, is called ducking. Yes. So you, you duck the sound. Yeah. And my thought was knowing how much static was recorded and how much work you were doing, I was thinking Dwayne's just like, I can't believe I'm having to do this ducking work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I spent a lot of ducking time editing last week. Funny thing is, just behind the scenes, I get ready to record last week. And I'm like, hey, I'm hearing static and it's even shown up and and you couldn't hear it on your end nope. at all. Nope. And then I'm like, there's still static. And then you rebooted and you plugged stuff in and you tried and it was like, I think it's good. I don't know. And I kept hearing the static. And then this is what we came up with was maybe I'm the only one that can hear it. Maybe, maybe it's just on my end. No such luck. Yeah, that didn't work out that way. So. I mean, I feel good that it, it wasn't just me, but sorry, sorry, it was it wasn't just me. But anyway, we'll we'll give it a shot, and hopefully, this week will be better. It can't all be winners. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! Feedback, follow up, and updates. Yeah, you got anything? I do not. Uh, I really don't either. Oh. Oh, I, I actually have one. Sorry. I, one came to uh, Jesse, by the way. Oh, this, this, this just pains me. I got a message from Jesse. Yes. It only had, it just had two words in it and a crying, smiling emoji. Raising awareness. That away. Man, that's. Hey, we're doing our part. 
we're raising awareness. I want to clarify, Sherry, Sherry High is not a bitch. She's just way better than us. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't qualify as, no, that's, no. Yeah. Sarah Judson Brown weighed in this week. She, she was like four weeks behind. So tonight she was getting caught up listening to talking to Todd while she was cooking broccoli, which made me wonder, you know, along the lines of toddlers 1059 and 1060, if she was cooking to Todd. (laughs) And she admitted that she was. She also earlier this week was watching Red Dead Redemption clips. Okay. And the music that was playing back behind, you'll never believe what it was. Was it our... (laughs) She sent it over to me. Hey, I recognize that music. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Kevin, Kevin, do we have to... Do we... Kevin? It's not... It's not an exclusive. It's not exclusive. Oh, that's why it was cheap. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, by the way. Okay. Sorry. I I do have feedback. Okay. I have received two. Thanks, Eli. Two talking to Todd, Toddy award winning keychains in a padded envelope. You're welcome. Written on the, written on the inside a piece of paper, written on the piece of paper says second attempt. (laughs) I assume that was written in case it once again got derailed by the same machine and the person who found it and they saw a second attempt. Oh, they're trying so hard. <laughs> well, I wasn't certain that the second attempt was going to go through. So if I had to send a third attempt, we would be able to distinguish it as yes. to whether it was the second or the third one that actually got to you. And in which order, if they ever did make it. Exactly. Yes. Along the same lines, I also received the official Talking to Todd half marathon liquid nutrition bottle, which says, if found, please return this bottle to the visiting scholar, <laughs> our logo, and on the bottom, dot, 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 and I said, quote, not today, Satan. <laughs> so thank you for that. You're very welcome. it's nice to know that sherry and i i believe sherry and i now have quasi matching uh yes 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 Yes. excellent you have you have complimentary water bottles (laughs) you know what they are they're 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 within the same yes they're they're within the same family yes yeah If, if you were to do like a makeover and try to make somebody look like they were part of your family uh, on a TV show. It's it's us, so it's more like a make-do, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Doug sent me an article about drivers in Chicago who also aren't paying their traffic tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's not just people in eastern Iowa. It's everybody but you. It's everybody... Uh, again, I guess I'm the only one that does this. But nothing from toddlers number one and two. So there we are. That's what I got. Oh, 
Okay, so I got two more things here. Uh, Jake, listener Jake, went to a evening presentation for the Iowa Secretary of Agriculture. Jake works in the Secretary of Agriculture's office. The welcome prayer was given by Mark Felderman. Hey! Jake takes a picture of the agenda and texts it to me. Hey, I know that guy. Well, I don't really know him. I I just know that he's been referenced on the... Anyway. Hey, you're the guy from that podcast. Yeah. What? It's semi-famous, I guess. I don't know. Anywho. You're, you're a recurring character on that podcast I listened to. I didn't know you were real. <laughs> I thought you were like Kevin. No, you really do exist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lost a bet there. And and lastly, I guess I would put this under the category of tell me you listen to talking to Todd without telling me that you listen to talking to Todd. <laughs> okay. I posted on Facebook, as I always do, that we had released a new episode. Yes. John Baldwin, his comment. Levels, levels. That's it. Nothing else. (laughs) Yep. In the country. We're just. (laughs) And then John called me and we talked this week. I don't know. We probably talked for 40 minutes this week. But much of the conversation was about what a terrible movie American Underdog is. Can I tell you? What an awful movie American Underdog is. Do I need to go into detail or are we good? I think we're good. I think okay. I think we've covered that on multiple episodes. So, yeah. And specifically, footnote, if you want to know the first episode where we detailed all of the things wrong with American Underdog, that would be episode 98, Mega Power Frunk. So, with special guest Ward Lenz. I like to think of it as the one where Dwayne lost his damn mind. (laughs) (laughs) That that was the one you're going to, I think you may need to be a little more specific. Oh no, no. You were downright angry in that one. (laughs) When I, when I have gone on tirades and been angry, you cut them out because they're not good. They just, they never see the light of day and you're the only one that gets to hear it because it's just anger and there's no funny thing about it. Yours was angry and it was awesome. So it needed to stay in. Well, except for the episode where you got, I believe you got so angry. It made you stupid. Well, there is that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. What did you bring for follow-up? Everything. Okay. I brought, I brought a lot. Let me hear. We, you know, we, we've got quite a bit of follow-up. We go back and forth here. Let me let me hit on some high points. Hey, we talked about how Newark signed a sister city agreement with uh, a fake country. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the guy who has been, quote unquote, running this scam, which also is a sort of religious thing that maybe, according to people who have left, is also a cult. Anyway, he's been doing this for like 20 years. Newark isn't the only city that he has scammed he has his country has received a letter of support from canadian prime minister justin trudeau 
for their Hindu Heritage Month celebration. They received a certificate of special recognition from California Representative Norma Torres and a Kalisa's SPH Nithinanda Day in Richmond, Virginia. Earlier this month, its representatives spoke at two meetings of a United Nations conference in Geneva, though the gatherings were open to the public and the UN said it would ignore their comments. Even after the Sister City program was exposed in Newark, it continued elsewhere. On March 14th, the group signed a cultural agreement with Freetown, the capital and largest city in Sierra Leone. Um, at this point, according to the intelligencer, close to 30 cities, 30 U.S. cities, have signed some sort of acknowledgement of Kilisa. Basically, what they're what they're pointing out, let's see. Oh, in 2021, the mayor of Fall River, Fall River, Massachusetts, signed a proclamation establishing a Kalalisa Day on January 3rd, 2022, with the text of the writer, of the letter written largely by the group itself. It turns out that cities will put proclamations for just about anything, including a non-existent country. I'm thinking. <clears throat> If this were Oliver's show with HBO money, oh, talking to Todd would be getting proclamations everywhere. Oh, but we don't have his money or his staff or really his amount of energy. So that's probably not going to happen, but I could see it happening. We could, we could use a legit intern. It's what we could use. Somebody just could somebody start writing letters. <laughs> oh, you know what? We could just hire chat GPT. <laughs> Don't send pictures. Don't, please. Uh, let's see. Okay, so that was my first one. What have you got? Did you see, I think this was both in Variety and in Broadway News, they are going to produce a Broadway musical of Smash. So <clears throat> we talked when we talked about Smash, we talked about that there was going to be a musical. So the question is, are they producing... Are they producing Smash, the show that was referenced in the TV show Smash, or are they producing a show that is the TV? It is telling the back this TV show tale, which is the behind the scenes of it. Or are they producing the actual Marilyn Monroe musical that they were producing on? Yeah, that was my yeah. Are they producing the actual? Yeah, yeah the no. no, they. It is a recreation of the behind the scenes look of how a musical gets made mm. specifically the Marilyn Monroe musical got it it is going to depart some from what i guess would be considered smash canon that, that, that's not a thing that's that's <laughs> not a thing okay Okay, I didn't know. I, I thought maybe it was a thing. Okay, clearly. I'm not a smash head, though, like you are, so I don't know. Thanks. Anyway, this is apparently going to be a thing produced by Steven Spielberg, so it's going to be fabulous. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Let's see. My, my next one. Oh, Read this week that the we we talked about how marathons and races not measuring correctly yeah. is more common than we expected. Yeah, <clears throat> Dateline Milwaukee. 
Hello. <laughs> this week, the, the Mil Milwaukee Marathon was canceled yet again, this time due to weather concerns. So they've, they've been running this since they started in 2015. They have only held it four times in that time period. And of those four, only two of them have gone off without a hitch. In 2023, they announced with 49 days notice, hey, we're going to have a marathon, which isn't a lot of time. <clears throat> no. Apparently, it wasn't enough time for them to figure out how to run a marathon because after they announced it, somewhere in the middle of it, they announced, yeah, we can't do that. So we'll do a 5K or, or, a, or a half marathon. Then a snowstorm showed up and 21 hours before it was supposed to start, they had to send out an email saying, yeah, we can't run this. We'll, we'll sort out refunds or if you're going to count this as a donation or something later. More than a thousand people had registered. This is not, <clears throat> this is not the worst problem that they've had though. In, 20, in 2020, 2021, and 2022, it was canceled due to COVID. 2019 was a perfectly fine year. The Milwaukee Bucks were a sponsor, went off without a hitch. 2015, apparently it also went off, went off without a hitch. 2017, it was also canceled because of management issues. Then we are sorry, 2018. In 2016, the second year of the race, it turns out after people finished that somebody figured out that the course was a little more than a half mile too long. Oh, so for everybody that ran 26.2 miles, well, what's 0 0.2, 0 0.7, 0 0.8? I don't know it, whatever. So if in 2016, they mismeasured the, they mismeasured the course and made it too long. Do you want to guess what happened in 2017? Did they balance it out? Was it a half mile too short? It wasn't a half mile, but it was too short. <laughs> back to back years. Anybody got a tape? Get a measuring tape? <laughs> so anyway, Milwaukee Marathon and marathons in quotes. Clearly. Yeah. So it it's 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 tough to put on a race. Yeah. Let's see what else you got. This was several months ago that one of the idiots that I brought, Jack Daniels was suing the poop themed dog toy. Yes. You remember this? Unfortunately, I do. Well, old number 7 bad spaniel, 43% poo, <laughs> right? Well, that lawsuit made it to the Supreme Court last week. Of course it did. Yep. No reasonable person would confuse the toy with Jack Daniels, right? However, as for the justices, they were all over the place. Alito and Sotomayor both asked questions about how the First Amendment right to free speech intersects with trademark laws. These two are not normally on the same page. <laughs> Assume, Sotomayor asks, that someone used a political party logo and created a t-shirt with a picture of an obviously drunk elephant. Remember, this is arguments at the Supreme Court. An obviously drunk elephant and a message that says, Time to sober up America and then sells it on Amazon. Isn't that message protected by free by the First Amendment? <laughs> then she said parenthetically, 
Just asking for our friend. Asking. <laughs> <laughs> Elena Kagan didn't find the dog toy remotely funny. This is a standard commercial product. This is not a political t-shirt. It's not a film. It's not an artistic photograph. It's none of these things. What's more, she said, I don't see the parody, but you know, whatever. <laughs> if, if, it, if it pleases the court, whatever. <laughs> she just Gen X'd the Supreme Court, whatever. Okay, boomers. <laughs> Anyway, a little follow-up there on the Jack Daniels pooptacular. I don't know, whatever that is. Quite a while ago, we had um, we had Greg on, and he talked about his summer as a Amazon driver. Yes. And sort of regaled us with what it takes to be an Amazon delivery driver. I don't think he told us this kind of story um, out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. A recent video had in a cul-de-sac police had surrounded a house and had a barricade for reasons that aren't clear. Anyway, an Amazon driver pulls up, grabs the package out and walks through the police lines to deliver a package to the house (laughs) that they have surrounded. The Amazon worker in the in the video, the Amazon worker is seen toting a small box up the driveway where the apparent standoff is taking place, taking officers by surprise. Never a good thing. As soon as they see him, they tell him to stop and take the package off his hands before he calmly walks back to his car. After quickly taking a picture of the scene, delivered. Anyway, <laughs> there, there you go. Those packages have to be delivered. Neither rain nor sleet, nor snow, nor swat, (laughs) nor swat. Apparently that's how the poem goes. Yeah. Little. uh, Yeah. So anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, Amazon. uh, That's one thing that Greg held out from us. uh, talking about. Uh, We've, we've talked on several occasions about Bobby Bonilla day. Yes. Do you know who the fourth Highest paid player this year on the Cincinnati Reds is going to be Shotzi. <laughs> no. <laughs> Quick footnote for people who don't follow baseball. Marge Shot used to own the Reds. She wasn't a great person. She had a, I believe, St. Bernard who she named Shotzi, who, according to some stories, was treated much better than any of the players Walmart shot was the owner of the team. Anyway, please continue. Bobby Bonilla? Not Bobby Bonilla, but in a very Bonilla-esque move, Ken Griffey Jr., who hasn't stepped foot on a, f- on a field in uniform in over 10 years. He's going to make $3.6 million this year from the Reds, making him the fourth highest paid player. For the Cincinnati Reds. Given the Reds' recent record, him not stepping on the field in 10 years makes him the fourth highest paid player and yet the best player on the (laughs) Reds. And I'm not saying when he played. I am saying retired. He is the best recurrent Reds (laughs) player. Yep. Joey Votto and Will Myers are the only current Reds who will make more. 
They're also paying Mike Moustakas $22 million that was outstanding on his contract when they released him back in January. We we don't want you to play with us so bad. We will write a check for $22 million for you to leave us alone. Anywho, so there's that. <laughs> By the way, final piece of follow-up, because this is apparently is also one of our one of our beats that we cover. The two fishermen in Ohio who were charged within the cheating scandal. Oh, yes. They shoved weights down the fish's throat. And other pieces of fish. Oh, yes. In addition. Yes, because... Because those yes. won't show up on an X-ray. Yeah, yes. sure. Okay. So yeah. both of them have now pled guilty for cheating in unlawful ownership of wild animals during the Lake Erie Walleye Trial Tournament. According to the Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Michael C. O'Malley in a statement on Monday, quote, this plea is the first step in teaching these crooks two basic life lessons. Thou shall not steal and crime doesn't pay. And then he threw on his Ray-Bans and drove off in his Miata convertible. Okay, I, may, I maybe made the last two pieces up. Anyway, <laughs> they face six months uh, to a year in prison and could have their fishing licenses suspended for up to three years. However, the state is recommending a sentence of six months of probation to the court. They will be sentenced on May 11th, which means there's at least one more chance for a follow-up on this. <sighs> All right, we're halfway through the show, and I think we've just wrapped up follow-up. What do we got? Let's let's put a bow on the NCAA tournament bracket challenge. Might as well. I mean, the, the tournament's not over, but our bracket is. Uh, Chad Hippen was the big winner, I guess. I mean, do you really win anything? You mostly win bragging rights around here. Uh, but he's going to get a very nice keychain. Maybe. Well, if... <laughs> if <laughs> If I package it correctly and put the right amount of postage on it, he might maybe hopefully get a keychain at some point. Congratulations, Chad. Congratulations, Chad, for winning the bracket. Not that I'm angry or anything. I did want to call out. We talked about Mark Felderman earlier. By the way, I just I I want to call out. I want to give a special shout out to Felderman because he called that the South Regional Final was going to be San Diego State versus Creighton. Wow. He called that final (laughs) on his bracket. Now, he did have Creighton advancing, which is why he finished behind Amy. But that's incredible. Who picks the 5-6 matchup of SDSU and Creighton to come out of the South bracket, toppling Alabama? Way to go, Mark. And and, uh, I guess the last thing in this category, I'm sure everybody was curious as to how the official talking to Todd entry based on distance, how that turned out. I mean, I mean, that's a ludicrous way of picking winners. How how could that have pop? I mean, I'm assuming that that had to have finished dead last. Correct. Uh, Out of 18 brackets. Yes. It finished 16th. Ahead of Greg High and John Brown. Good work, guys. And I also have to say, there was a point last weekend where if Texas had made it to the finals, the official talking to Todd Brackett would have won. (laughs) It would have leapt 
from 16th into first place and bested Chad. Anywho, congratulations, Chad Hiffen and everybody who participated. Thanks, everybody. There was also a point last weekend where Jake and I were tied at in the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. And our only way of leapfrogging, our only way of winning, we had both picked Gonzaga. We were going to finish fifth unless Gonzaga made it to the final and won. That was our only way of winning. And then I realized if that happens, it literally is going to come down to the tie break. Ooh, I should have put some more thought into that number (laughs) I put in there. (laughs) Turns out Gonzaga didn't win by a lot. So that never came to pass. But for a little while there, I was like, really, really the tie break. Congratulations, Chad, and way to go, Mark. Let's see. A uh, new business opportunity. We haven't done one of these in a while. Ooh, yeah. Did you see the Washington Commanders are for sale? Yes. Yes. Are you thinking we need to buy them? Yeah. I mean, it only takes $6 billion. Hmm. Okay. Well, technically, at this point, it sounds like $6 billion and one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because apparently there are multiple bids for $6 billion. Yeah, you know what? If you bring the six billion, I'll bring the one. Well, that sounds fair. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, you do 98% of that work and I'll do 98% of the other. Okay. All right. So I watched a video of a a guy that we watch on YouTube. He showed his first, he, he did a project back in 2004 where he wanted to get an iPod but because 2004 iPods were very expensive, I think it was 250 pounds because he lived in London. He, he did a thing and this is before YouTube and viral videos. So he kind of had a blog and it just kind of had to be word of mouth. He just needed 50 pence from 500 people (laughs) to buy an iPod. Took him 14 months, I think seven months, seven months. He did, um, he did get, he got, he got the money and he got the iPod and then, and then made a, a video of going to buy the iPod. And then he threw a party. He invited all 500 people who donated 50 pence. He threw a party to show off the iPod and he made it like a, like he made like a costume, like, like person size of an iPod and served cake, which was probably about as expensive as the iPod. Anyway. The money doesn't make sense. So, okay, listen, toddlers, we need six billion K. No in our audience care this. If every listener kicks in about a billion dollars, we can make this happen. Maybe. <laughs> Even if we divide it by the nearly five thousand downloads. Yes. On the other hand, by the way, here's the problem. If we, if we get this, yeah, then we own the Washington commanders. Oh, I see a flaw which here, have, which means we have to root for them. Yeah. There's there's, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's three minutes. We're not getting back. Okay. No. I, yep. Nope. You've clearly just exposed saved, the hey, flaw in the plan. I just saved us $6 billion. You're welcome. Good, good work. Thanks, Todd. Good work out of you. Excellent. Yep.
What do we have under Todd's tech corner as brought to us by the Taylor Center for Technology Policy? Uh, really quick, Apple this week issued updates on everything um, that they've released, uh, including phones, tablets, computers, HomePods, Apple TV, Apple Watches, mm-hmm. Studio Display got a software update. The only thing I think that didn't get an update was your any if you have a MagSafe charging puck. I don't believe those got an update. By the way, those have firmware in them and can be updated, and they are. Anyway, as with all the Apple stuff, there's new, there's some new features because this is 16.4, but it also has security features. And now with Apple updates, like as soon as those goes out, go out, then those fix scary things. So just just update. If you update your phone, top things you will see. Realistically, realistically, the biggest thing I think there's 21 new emoji. Woo. Okay. There's an enhanced podcast app. I don't know. I don't use that one. Voice isolation for phone calls, uh, which they already do for FaceTime and and Zoom calls and everything to shut out the background noise. They got around to applying it to old style phone calls. Yeah, there's a new HomeKit architecture. Not anybody cares. And if you're on T-Mobile, they do better 5G support, but it's turned off by by default. I, I, don't, I don't. What are you doing? Like, hey, we provided something better. Did you turn it on? No. Where do I find it? It's six layers deep. Anyway, if you got T-Mobile, the cellular plan, turn some stuff on. Ask Dwayne. He'll he'll get the details to you. Anyway, update. <laughs> I got an email this week from Marriott. Ooh, yeah. Friday, March 24th. Subject line, four tips for protecting your account, Dwayne. Stay one step ahead. Keep your account safe. Marriott Bonvoy cares about protecting your data and privacy and the key to protection from increasing cybercrime. Oh, crap. My password's been stolen. (laughs) My password. We've covered covered enough of these on this podcast to know that an email like that doesn't go out from a company unless something happened about six weeks ago. We care about cybersecurity now, not then, now. (laughs) Anywho, I suppose that probably could have also gone under follow-up, but I thought it was more appropriate under Tech Corner. Update your passwords. Hey, how's your uh, LastPass update coming? Are you out of there yet? Oh, uh, I think think I've made it about 30% of the way through. Okay, good. I got a lot of passwords. It's got a lot. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's time for idiots. Well, it could be time for idiots. It could also be. (laughs) You thought you were going to get away with it, didn't you? Really did. Hey, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> so I read an article this week about how Caitlin Clark, the star basketball player for the University of Iowa, yes, is bringing in nearly a million dollars 
in NIL money. Okay. And I thought, huh, that's a lot of money. I mean, I mean, to be honest, it's not alleged racist strength and conditioning coach on the football team kind of money, but it's pretty good money. <laughs> but it's right. But it's pretty good money. And I thought to myself, huh, I wonder if that's more or less money than women make in the WNBA on an annual basis. Okay. Todd? Yes. This is a series of things that we've talked about. We've talked about salaries in women's sports versus men's sports and on and on uh, yeah. before. Let's we'll, we'll give you a we'll give you a softball here. We'll give you a softball here to start out with. Okay. Highest. Why are you making notes? That's for later. Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) We'll give you a softball to start out with. Okay. Highest paid player in the W. Yes, please go ahead. I was just going to say. If this is taught out of no, uh, I will say I know that the WNBA does not play softball. They play basketball. Was that not it? That was no. not it. No. Damn. No. Okay. Okay. So right. easy one to start out with. Okay. Highest paid player in the NBA, more or less than a million dollars for this coming season. In the WNBA? In the WNBA. I will say less. You would be correct. Do you know who it is? Does Cheryl Miller still play basketball? Maybe, but not professionally in the WNBA. All right. Okay. I do not know who it is. Jackie Young for the Las Vegas Aces. In your sphere of influence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's professional professional teams in Las Vegas dead to me. Anyway, go ahead. Do you know how much she's going to make? I'll say 450. Then wait, nope. 375. Decrease it by that amount again. <laughs> oh, okay. So 3 300. $252,000. Yeah. Highest paid player. The highest paid highest player. Paid. Now, that's an that's an average for a multi-year contract. So she got a multi-million dollar contract, but that's what she's making. You sign a 20 year deal. You can, you you know, you can, if you sign a Bonilla deal, you can get a multi-million dollar contract. But here's the thing. If you take the top four paid players in the WNBA this year and you add them all up. Yes. You still don't get to a million dollars. So at this point, Caitlin Clark needs to stay in college as long as she possibly can to make the money, because once she leaves college, she's going to have to take a massive pay cut. Because the average salary in the WNBA, the average salary is $102,751. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. The 36-year-old WNBA icon, Candace Parker? Yes. She's going to play for the Aces. All-time, you know, all WNBA Candace Parker. You know what she's making this year? 
$102,000. Hold on. I got to go find the bell. $100,000. Very good. You did go so over she's, though, Bob. Yeah. I went, I, I hit the average number and she's being paid below average. Yeah. <laughs> and the focus of a lot of attention in the last year, Brittany Griner. Yes. She's got a three-year deal worth, do you know this? Do you know this number? No, I do not. $664,544. She's not even in the top 20 players. Anyway, I thought those are numbers that we've, we've kind of talked about other things before. I thought those are numbers that you probably ought to know. One of them you did. I'll take it. <laughs> What's next? Well, we got rid of the, we got rid of that idiot. I guess we're on to the rest of the idiots now. By the way, that idiot was me. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, so for idiots of the week this week, <clears throat> this story was making the rounds about two weeks ago. News broke that the WWE is in talks with multiple state gaming boards to legalize sports betting on WWE events. Um, excuse me. Have you found the problem with this? (laughs) Here's the thing. Incredibly athletic. Yep. But honestly, about as real as the NBA yeah, they should go with that argument. <laughs> what they are arguing reportedly, because no one's talking about this on the record, what they are arguing is, yes, their matches are scripted. Yes, people would know the scripts. But in their argument, some states allow sports betting on the Oscars, and those results are known ahead of time to to Ernst and Young, I believe. So they are talking with E and Y that once the scripts are written, that the WWE would hand them over to E and Y and Ernst and Young or E and Y or whatever they're called would keep them under lock and key, just like the Oscars results so that the betting would be fair. Well, except the athletes know what the script says. Unless you're going to have them wrestle and wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. And then at one point, stop, open the envelope, and then finish the match. That would be awesome. My other thought would be, you watch one really big sweaty dude pick up another big sweaty dude above his above above him, and then stop and yell, line! <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> yeah. They are targeting Michigan, Colorado, and Indiana as potential states to pursue legalization. They they are trying to work on this that they could they could finalize the script. They they're talking about that they would change their process. That they could WWE executives have proposed that the scripted results of matches be locked in months ahead of time 
so that then there's lots of time for betting. And the wrestlers themselves wouldn't know whether they were winning or losing until shortly before a match takes place. They could lock the results of WrestleMania's main event in months ahead of time based on a scripted storyline that hinged to the winner of January's Royal Rumble. So then betting on the match could start as soon as the Royal Rumble, which itself would be scripted, as soon as Royal Rumble finished, then then betting could open. And seriously, nobody involved in writing the scripts and the storylines would use any of that insider information to make any money or anything else. I'm just I'm just thinking that the fact that they're pursuing this, my thought would be cool. So then like the next up is like, and I know this is showing my age, like cool. So then do we get to figure out like which character dies next on Grey's Anatomy? Like, are we running that as a sports book? Like what? Anyway, I the fact that this is even going anywhere is uh, on the other hand, to your point, they allow betting on the NBA. So what are you going to do? Anyway, congratulations. I don't even, here's the thing. WWE is the idiot for asking. The bigger idiots seem to be the the state gaming boards who are like, well, it sounds crazy, but we're willing to make a buck. Tell us more. <laughs> How about you? No, no, you no, write? not so fast. Not so fast. Yeah. Let's, let's at least talk about well, this. I mean, we get, we get a cut of this, right? Mm, yes. Let's think about this. I, I'm sure this money goes to education. It's for the children. It's for the kids. Oh, um, I brought my standard three, the Hall of Slain Warriors, okay. Sport Track, yep. and size does matter. Oh, so so here's the thing. I look at this and I'm like, yeah, number one, and I'm not going to go there. Two, mm, that looks like soccer to me. That would be unpopular. So we'll go with number three, <laughs> size does matter. So this, actually, the story is about soccer. No, you're, I tried to avoid it. I tried to avoid it. You're welcome. Stan Kroenke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. The, damn. This was Dwayne. This was a Dwayne guess the number fodder for, uh, for next week or two weeks from now. He built a $5.5 billion stadium, right? Beautiful stadium. Big, the, the nicest stadium in the U.S. now. Yes. You could, you know what? That is so nice with the World Cup coming in 2024. You would probably like you could hold you could hold like the final of the World Cup and show off the best stadium in the entire country to the worldwide audience by holding the World Cup final there. You would think so now, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, it's a brand new stadium that was just built. I mean, this would be state of the art for soccer. Except it only holds 70,000 people when it's full for a football game. Do you know what they have to do when they turn that football field into a soccer pitch? Remove some seats? Yeah, they have to widen the field by about 63 feet. But to do that, they have to remove seats. Do you know what the target size of a stadium is for a World Cup final? This is not Todd Guess the number. This is 170 175,000. <laughs> It's 80,000 seats. Yeah. They don't so even get there. They don't even get there in a football configuration. But they knew what these expectations were before the stadium was even built. Do you know why? Of course you know why. Do you know why? Do you want to tell everybody why? 
Well, I mean, Stan Kroenke also owns football teams. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he owns he owns American football teams. He also owns soccer football teams. Multiple. This isn't news to anyone. He can't claim to be caught unaware that these are expectations. This is a guy that has been doing this for a long time at a very high level. So, yeah. Congratulations. SoFi sits just over 70,000 people for Rams games. This would be well underneath that. I don't know where they're actually going to play it. I'm thinking it's going to be there. Okay, we're going to need some folding chairs, and we're going to be selling some really expensive seats. You're on the pitch. (laughs) That's what I got. Congratulations, Stan Kroenke, your idiot of the week. By the way, Stan, if you want to buy this podcast and kill that story, we're open. We're just, I'm telling you, we're... (laughs) (laughs) I'll sell it for $6 billion and $1. And we're we're open on the one. <laughs> yeah, I think I can cover the. We we got some movement on the one. Oh, you watch anything good this week? Real quick, we're just continuing to watch Ted Lasso and uh, Mandalorian. Yep, that's what we're watching. I'm also watching Kunk on Earth, and I started watching. Have you watched QI? No. It's another. British quiz game. Yes. Comedy quiz game. Yes. Yeah. It's good to fall asleep to the, the inherent problem with watching British quit British comedy quiz shows is that like any good comedy there, there's a, a, most of the funny things involve references to stuff that I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not that all comedy is stuff I don't know, but then they 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 like throw out somebody, and I'm just like, I go, I, everybody's laughing and dying on the set, and I look at Lisa, what? And she's like, a uh, British politician from the mid '70s, caught in a sex sting. Oh, that's oh. pretty fun. Oh. And they've already moved on. <laughs> they did one on trains, though, that I thought you'd enjoy. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. See, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you learn anything good? Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this up here. Uh, I had a had a. I'm just gonna call this out. I had a Todd ought to know, uh, an actual Todd ought to know uh, in real time with Lisa this week. Hmm. We've been doing some some planning for some travel, and I've been looking at European train timetables, um, ridiculous amounts of European train timetables. And at one point, I was explaining to Lisa what it was that I was looking at. I showed her, she's like, show me your spreadsheet. And I showed it to her. She goes, what is this? And I'm like, well, this is the way I figured this out. She goes, none of this makes any sense. I'm like, welcome to Todd's mind. And she's like, can you, can you do this in the way that I organize our trips? And I'm like, sure. So now the, the, the the shared spreadsheet has plans. And then the other tab is called Todd's mind. And she has vowed (laughs) never to go there ever again, because none of it makes any sense. That is not what I learned. Like, I could have told her that, but okay, sure. Yeah. Don't go in there. Just let the <laughs> process happen. And then just at the other end. Anyway, at one point I was explaining a lot of different train options and I'm like, look, look, we there's Amsterdam and there's Brussels and then there's this trip or whatever. And then I'm like, and I'm just kind of looking at all of these things and I'm trying to like, and at one point I'm like, and, uh, you know, I mean, one of the other ways we could get there is like this train ends up, it goes to, to Brugge. 
And she goes, Brugge? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, you mean Bruges? Sure. I mean, if I mean, if that's the way you want to pronounce it. <laughs> Can you with the way the rest of the world does. <laughs> Can you also take the train to Juventus? <laughs> You've well, been hanging around you, me too long. <laughs> you gotta catch it in Madrid. And then and then take it up to Brugge. <laughs> oh, oh, that was and all I heard in the back was you, you, you ought to know. And I was just oh, that was <laughs> Anyway, so there was that. That's what I learned this week is that I needed to slow down reading all of the names and then not double down when I made a mistake. How about you? What did you learn? There was a group in Des Moines over the weekend that played at uh, Hoyt Sherman, which is a really old museum and house and theater and Anyway, nonprofit theater that brings in, they bring in some nice acts, fun things. This group came in and they played hardcore rock and roll. And they go by the acronym RHCP. Are you familiar with this band, RHCP? You know what? Doesn't come up on my playlist uh, of of Mark Cohn. <laughs> like... Apple radio. They were really big in the late eighties and early nineties. Red hot chili peppers. Yes. Except this is, this is red hot chili pipers and it's a group of bagpiping musicians (laughs) that played rock and roll. And I had no idea that this was even a thing. That's what I learned this week. I've broken him. I am. I am both horrified and currently looking to see if they are anywhere near the undisclosed location. Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to our award-winning podcast wherever you get your pods. Just search Talkin' and the number two, Nogino Space. You can tweet us on Facebook. You can check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners. As always, thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, the Taylor Center for Technology Policy, and DJ to go Cedar Valley, who doesn't pay their speeding tickets. If you'd like to send us feedback, follow-up, or updates, anything you'd like us to cover, send them to feedback at talkatotod.com. Todd? I mean, they're going to... You're lucky, because, I mean, they've only got a couple of U.S. dates, and then they're in Dublin and Belfast and the U.K., and then Cincinnati, and then back to Germany. Hey! They're in Brugge. <laughs> I should go. He's he is fixated, folks. I really red hot chili pipers broke him. Whatever it was that he was gonna embarrass me with, derailed. It's gone. That means we're probably gonna have to clean it up next week. We'll be back. We're here. We're talking to Todd. Thank you.
Not a single date in Scotland, but 16 in Germany. You know those you know how those Germans love their bagpipes and red hot chili peppers. <laughs>